Welcome back to the Team Podcast, and I'm your host, James Whitelock. This week's guest is Maxine Hart. Welcome back, everybody, to the Team Podcast, and today I'm joined by Maxine Hart from Woke Street People, and Simon Bliss is just going to pop in the and join us for today's podcast as well. So, uh, Maxine, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on board. And Simon, uh, it's good to have you here for a change as well. Um, as uh, as as with most of these kind of uh, podcast episodes, we always like to kind of get a bit of bit of a background um, about our guests. So, Maxine, it would be I'm, I'm sure most people in within the team network probably know who you are and have had some kind of interaction with you but you know everybody there are other people who listen to the podcast in the outside world so it'd be great to kind of get um you know your background your journey in recruitment uh, and and where you are today okay so yeah my name's maxine hart and i'm a serial networker <laughs> um so my my recruitment journey um i was one of those people who fell into it um and i know you know, the, the career recruiters don't always like hearing that. But basically, I have never been ambitious. I never had a career path. Wanted to be a crazy scientist at school because I like blowing things up in test tubes. Um, but family circumstances meant that that wasn't going to happen. Um, and I did everything. I mean, I was born and bred in Blackpool. So you can't not be a, a waitress <laughs> if you're female and you live in Blackpool. So that I worked in a green grocers I had my first job at 13 and basically you know then when I worked with the army when I was a wife of I be- then became an office manager mm-hmm. but when I look back the scene through my career has been customer service dealing with people and when I became an office manager I used to really enjoy my recruitment days when I was having to hire people So when I got the opportunity 20 years ago in July to join a recruitment company, I thought, yeah, I'll give that a crack as well. So because one of my most enjoyable jobs used to be on reception. Mm -hmm. You're always meeting and greeting. You're hearing people's stories and things like that. And that's what I like. Now, 20 years on, well, within three years, I was running the company my staff became my customers. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's about somebody having the best experience they can, whether you're a marketing company, an engineering company, it's about that connection with people. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's still true now. I probably give far too much business away. (laughs) I'm on LinkedIn. I'm always going, oh, have you spoken to? Have you thingamajing? I am that um 70s waitress party host going oh simon you'd like to speak to so and so that's me it, i don't pretend to be it it's me and occasionally we make a little bit of money out of it <laughs> oh, i'm sure i'm sure all that actually helps to make quite a lot of money out of it in the end i'm sure that all kind of goes goes a, lot, a long way um it's great to hear that hear your journey tell us a little bit more about uh white street people though i mean who the kind of who, who do you deal with who are your kind of candidates who are your clients and 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 how things have been going over the last couple of years 
Um, we were set up 32 years ago by Mita Oxley Vale, and she she worked for Manpower at the time and decided if she was going to be paid to run a branch as her company, she may as well. So it was either going to be recruitment or a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> she decided on the recruitment. Um, we started off as high volume driving, logistics, yep. warehouse, and we've evolved. When I took over the helm, I'm very risk averse. We had three clients, but up to 100 temps out a week. And one day we, we came in for an email from a client. Oh, we've been bought out by Procter & Gamble. So we're giving all your temps to Randstad. No control over it. Mm. So that's when yeah. we decided we would target the SME market, a much broader footprint. So if anybody upset us or we upset them, they didn't have any holdovers. So now that's our core market. Yep. SMEs, on the, on the whole, they pay on time, they respect your service, and, and they want you to help them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, obviously the kind of, how's the last kind of few years been, obviously through the kind of pandemic for you guys? Um, I'm not going to lie, probably saved us, yep. in all honesty. Um, there's five of us. We've retained everybody. We only made the office redundant. Um, but we were in a position where we were maybe three years ago transitioning from that temp market to the perm. Yeah. And that's when the candidate shortage started to bite. And we weren't managing very well with people um, taking counter offers. We were a little bit flummoxed by it. Mm-hmm. But the pandemic allowed us to sit back do a little bit of research and come at it from a different angle. And that's the one thing Woke Street people has been very good at adapting. That's how we've survived. Yeah. We've kept all our staff, but we've brought them on the journey with us. Yeah. It's a very flat hierarchy. People think I procrastinate and I can't make a decision, but what I'm actually is a very democratic leader. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? How should we do that? We've got this problem. How should we solve it? I haven't got all the answers and I don't pretend to. But no. that's how we're surviving. Yeah. And yeah, we're doing quite well now. Well, that's a great kind of lead into the kind of next section of the, of the, of the podcast is kind of uh, where it's your opportunity to kind of share some insights, share some tips. Um, I think being the democratic leader is, 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 is tip number one for any, for any kind of um, small recruitment agency, um, recruitment agency owner out there. Um, so, yeah, so uh, what else beyond that is, is something that you could share with, you know, the team network and, and beyond and beyond? Don't, don't be frightened to, to share business. Don't be frightened to talk to people. Hopefully, you know, your legal people will have tied all the bits and pieces in knots if somebody runs off with your business anyway. But I think, as a business leader, it can be so lonely and sharing ideas and bouncing ideas around. I, I engage with the local um, ent- enterprise partnership, mm-hmm. apprentice companies, schools, colleges. Hell, if somebody will give me a biscuit and talk to me, I'm there. <laughs> so don't be frightened to share. You don't have to have all the ideas. Yeah. It's, you know, just be open and you'll enjoy it far more. I mean, and that's interesting because the traditional view of, of, of recruitment is it's very closed. It's everybody holding on to their own little fiefdoms, basically. Um, 
and that kind of much more kind of modern way of thinking around recruitment if you're a bit more open and actually it just draws people in it draws more people in by having that kind of be more open and transparent um simon what do you think about that um well i, I picked on a couple of things that maxine said and i'm not when she said st my staff became my customers, I think that's an insight into the type of person Maxine is. She's an open individual and she's she's welcomed new members and encourages certainly her region and beyond uh, new members to build up some trust with with the network and, and the community that is team. And, and you've been amazing at that. Um, one of the things, one of the initiatives I know you've you've done, Maxine, which I'd like you to share is that that HR network you've built because that's created a wonderful pipeline of new business for you, um, building trust with that. So can you share the HR network story with us? That's I think that's really yeah. important. Yeah, um, I've got to admit that I sort of stole the idea from <laughs> Personnel Selection Andover, Karen Pumphrey over there. Um, but again, we've put our Woke Street lilt on it. So for us, it's an open discussion group. So we invite line managers, business owners, HR professionals and solicitors once every other month. And we have a closed Chatham House rules discussion. Last time it was about relationships at work. We've done, uh, actually, we're going to revisit holiday um, because everybody's saved so much holiday up. How do you say no to it? That sort of thing. And the idea is, is you're having open conversations with people who might use your services rather than selling to them, rather than training or presenting to them. The recruitment industry has a big marketing piece to do on our perception. We're seen mm -hmm. as estate agents who also sell double glazing and we're sellers of people. And hopefully this isn't too contentious, but I think that went out in 1833, 1834. Yeah, slave trade finished. Yeah. yeah, we should not be... We should not be marketing ourselves in that way. So it's about having an open, honest conversation. And it worked really well because your customers will engage with you because there's no threat of you going, oh, I've got the most wonderful candidate and she's perfect for you. Uh, I can't think of anything worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's great to hear that, though, because I, I think uh, that kind of whole perception on the, re on the recruitment space, uh, it kind of comes around. It, we, we, I have these conversations. And as a, as a marketeer, um, it's definitely something that we try and kind of uh, make sure isn't put out there, right? We, and also, interesting enough, I think within the space, we all know we're not really like that. It's, it's less and less transactional as it used to be, than it used to be. Um, and that whole kind of second-half car, car salesman kind of, kind of perception it's definitely dying off. I mean, there are still some cowboys out there. We get, we understand that, but they're in the minority now, as in the, as in the majority. Um, so I definitely feel the kind of the the, the likes of you, uh, Maxine, and other business people who kind of who are kind of working in that direction are definitely having an effect. Um, I think we can do it better, um, but I definitely agree that there is that kind of perception, and it's it's dying off. Um, Simon, you must have kind of come across this on numerous occasions. That kind of uh, perception of the, of the, the space. Yeah, I, what what I think I think works well for team members is they're generally fairly small agencies. The boss is within arm's reach, so the culture of the business feeds off the boss, and and quality is at the very centre of what everyone's doing. In bigger organisations, it can be more about process, KPIs, activity, rather than culture outcomes 
and what are we what are we here for what's our purpose um but if i if i take a snapshot across you know maxine and and other members those small sme recruiters care about their clients they care passionately about their candidates and um and making sure that the right match is made not we're going to squeeze this but we can push this person into this this square peg into the round hole and we'll build 10 grand you know that's a short-term win are you suggesting that some of the bigger agencies do that then simon is that what you're saying is that that what you're subtly subtly suggesting (laughs) you might think that i couldn't possibly (laughs) i can say that i don't mind i don't care um uh maxine uh before we kind of uh, wrap up have you one maybe one other kind of insight that you can kind of share with us that uh that would be great um that would be useful to the to the team network um, I've I've got a new drum that I'm banging at the moment, and it's diversity. Mm-hmm. How can we have a candidate-led market and not look at the whole pool? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm doing a, a blog at the moment about the Paralympics. We waited till the last day to get two medals with the so-called normal olympics we won gold on the first or second day in the paralympics anybody seen that on the news much yeah Yeah. no you know why aren't we celebrating everybody so i'll probably stop on that one because i get a little bit feisty on it um uh yeah well no it's a good point though right i mean um for too long uh we haven't been kind of searching in every pool and um trying to kind of you know and being you know, uh, not really being as good as we could have been around those kinds of around that kind of subjects, yeah. right? Um, I think we kind of knew that we weren't we weren't uh, as good as we should be, but now it's very forefront. Everyone it seems to be much the kind of the, the hot topic at the moment, um, which is slightly frustrating because it shouldn't be a topic. It should just be something we do, right? Yeah. Um, and I know that the the team and and, you know, and other networks kind of do a lot around this now to kind of uh, promote this, and this could be one of those things as a, as an as a as a as a as a space that we do much much more around and start to change our perception around how you know if we if we can kind of be leaders in this and we should be leaders because we're we're at the coalface when it comes to comes to inclusion and diversity really it's about celebrating difference um i had a client contact me the other day and they said basically we need an it person we'd quite like them to be on the spectrum but how do we advertise for that yeah. Yeah. We could celebrate difference rather than trying to filter it out. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm completely with you there, Maxine. Um, I'm very pleased to say I had a lovely conversation with Joe Major, who's, who's quite well known in the diversity field, specifically in recruitment. And we're working together with her to put together her open programme for our members at discounted rates and really get, well, firstly, we want our members to be completely open to diversity for their own staff. and But also, we're in a brilliant position to influence our clients and challenge them on their diversity policies. And not, not some policy sounds a bit formal, but actually genuinely embracing mm. diversity, you know, having it at the core of what your of what your business is about, because that 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 can create fantastic cultures you know when people say i'm not sure that individual's right for our culture that's a frightening work to, but what people should be doing is is adding to culture by bringing in different types of characters um different 
people from different ethnicities and and creating wonderful opportunities for amazing the amazing um talent that's that may we may be perceive as physically disabled but mentally amazing um my my old my when in my old group uh, in finland i it woke me up to what they were doing when when the company that bought my business i went to finland they had a a blind girl there that was the best linkedin search resourcer i'd ever seen she'd had software that was talking to her from linkedin they bought the software for us but she did searches on linkedin for for candidates and she was better than anyone else in the office who 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 had two eyes and we had a wonderful girl they put they put a lift in a disabled girl who was amazing at account management and and they were making proper commitments to really uh, showcase some great um talent that wasn't available or wasn't getting the, wasn't getting the opportunity um i'm sure it's going to be one of those subjects that we kind of touch on again uh, over and over um uh maxine it's been an absolute uh, pleasure to have you on the uh, podcast today um we will obviously include all of your details in the show notes if anybody wants to reach out and know more about uh how you work or working with you and uh, how you can work how, how and kind of uh understand how you work with the team network because um i think that's important as well uh simon uh thank you for dropping in as well uh but for now uh thank you very much thank you, thank you james thanks for listening to the team podcast I've been your host, James Whitelock. For more information about Team, visit theteamnetwork.co.uk. The Team Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.